And welcome to episode 26 of the Get More Sports Podcast. My name is Doug McKay. Thanks for rocking with us once again. On today's episode, we're talking NFL. We got the NFL season right around the corner. We're inching closer and closer to training camp. So we're going to talk a little NFL. You got Ezekiel Elliott, Melvin Gordon talking about potentially holding out. And then we're going to give you the top 10 running backs in the NFL heading into this season. But we're going to get things kicked off with Ezekiel Elliott. So the word out of Dallas is that Ezekiel Elliott is seriously considering holding out and not showing up when the regular season comes around. He's due to make $3.8 million this year and $9 million next year in 2022. But Ezekiel Elliott is saying to himself, hey, I'm a top five running back, possibly a top one or two running back. I want to secure this bag before it gets to that 2020 season. And he's looking for an extension now. And all the talk coming out of Dallas is that he might show up to preseason, but ultimately hold out and not play in the regular season when it starts. But with the Dallas Cowboys... Apparently, they're not blinking. They're not budging on this Ezekiel Elliott contract situation because they're focusing on guys like Demarcus Lawrence, Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, Byron Jones, guys who are up for extensions earlier. And if I'm the Dallas Cowboys, I think long and hard about this Ezekiel Elliott contract dilemma. And if I'm Ezekiel Elliott, I think that you have to hold out. I think that it's a no-brainer that you show up to preseason and you show up to preseason and you be a good soldier, but if they're not going to budge on a contract extension, you say to yourself, hey, I'm going to do what's best for me. I'm going to hold out, but let's dive into it. So Ezekiel Elliott, he's got two years left on his contract, and he's saying to himself, hey, you guys are focusing on Amari Cooper, Byron Jones, Dak Prescott, But Ezekiel Elliott, he's got 4,048 yards career and 28 touchdowns. And if you're wondering, I looked this up this morning, how many yards would it take for him to get to Emmitt Smith? So here's our fact of the day. The leading rusher, Emmitt Smith, his uh, career totals 18,355 yards, 164 TDs for Emmitt Smith in his career for Ezekiel Elliott. One of the best running backs in the NFL past couple seasons. For him to even approach that record, he would have to average 1,430 yards for the next 10 seasons. So another decade of of 1,400-yard-per-season rushing totals for Ezekiel Elliott to catch up to Emmitt Smith. And it's easy, it's safe to say that with the lifespan of NFL running backs, that's likely not going to happen. So... Big ups to uh, Emmitt Smith. What a career for Emmitt Smith. But according to reports, Ezekiel Elliott and the Dallas Cowboys are having issues with his legal problems and how that will affect his contract. So Ezekiel Elliott, I said it one of the first couple episodes of the show, you know, it's the offseason for Zeke is TMZ. Too much Zeke because you see him on TMZ and you're not seeing him on ESPN or the NFL Network. And fortunately, in this situation, he went to the EDC Festival in Las Vegas. He pushed a guy over a fence. And apparently, all the guy wanted was an apology. All the guy wanted was an apology. And when he didn't get it, 
He said, hey, I'm going to take these matters into my own hands because really the NFL and Ezekiel Elliott are acting like this is not a big deal. Well, I'll show you it's a big deal. Here's the guy who got pushed by Ezekiel Elliott talking about the incident. Play the clip right here. Not have anything happen to him. You know, the NFL is basically saying, hey, you know, like it's okay for you to go to Vegas, you know, get get obliterated and then go shove people over fences. It comes after this incident between Johnson and Dallas Cowboy running back Ezekiel Elliott. Zeke turned around and said, oh, you got something to say. And that's when he started to get up in my face and then ended up shoving me. But as he was getting in my face, I threw my hands up and I was like, hey, Zeke, you're a big man. Like, you're in the NFL. Uh, And that's all I said to him before, you know, he came up to me, uh, bumped me, and then shoved me over a metal railing. This happened back on May 19th at EDC around 3 o'clock in the morning. Johnson said at the time, he didn't want to press charges. It's three in the morning, 12 hours into my shift, had another four or five to go. Uh, didn't really like think about it at the time. Knew I wanted to go home first. You know, uh, my dad has a legal background. Definitely wanted to talk to him before you know I made any decision on my own at that point in time. Elliot did apologize shortly after the altercation happened, but Johnson says the apology wasn't exactly sincere. Just very like unempathetic. You know, like oh, I have to do this. I'm being forced to do this. Like I don't want to be here right now kind of thing. Now Johnson and his family say they want the professional athlete to be held accountable. I've had a lot of angry Cowboys fans, you know, uh, kind of threaten me over social media and that kind of thing. So if you are Ezekiel Elliott and it's year after year after year, TMZ in the offseason, too much Zeke, it's hard to have that leverage when you're not buttoned up in other avenues of your life. So if you're the Dallas Cowboys, you say, hey, show us an offseason where you're not getting into trouble and you're you're being elite on the field and then maybe we'll talk contract extension. But, hey, if I'm Ezekiel Elliott, I say, hey, I don't care about my legal problems. I'm a very talented running back. I think I'm the best running back in the NFL, and I'm worthy of a big, lengthy extension, something along the lines of a Todd Gurley or a Le'Veon Bell. If you look at the top 10 running back salaries in the league, Number one right now is Todd Gurley, $14.4 million, and this dude is playing with basically one knee. He's got serious knee problems. And the Le'Veon Bell, he got 13.1 with the Jets. David Johnson, he's making $13 million with the Cardinals. Devontae Freeman's making 8.3 with the Falcons. LaShawn McCoy making $8 million. LaShawn McCoy, worst tipper in the NFL. If you know LaShawn McCoy, he's got the alligator arms. When it comes to the tipping, dude's not tipping. And then number six is Saquon Barkley is making $7.8 million. Jarek McKinnon for the 49ers making $7.5 million. At number eight, you got Leonard Fournette at $6.8 million. Then number nine, you got Lamar Miller at $6.5 million. And then number 10, rounding out the top 10, you have arguably the best running back in the NFL, Ezekiel Elliott, making $6.2 million. Okay, and that just really not only reflects the current state of the running back position in the NFL as far as how much value teams place on running backs, but it just doesn't make sense for Ezekiel Elliott to be getting being the 10th paid highest paid running back in the NFL. There's no way you can slice it up in that situation. But look, if you look at it, no one has had more touches in the last two years more than Ezekiel Elliott and. If I'm Ezekiel Elliott, like I said, I show up, I go to preseason. If they want to work something out, that's great. If they don't, come the regular season, I hold out a lot like the aforementioned Emmitt Smith did in 1993. In 1993, 
Emmitt Smith held out the for, he went he held out the first two regular season games. The Cowboys owes their record in those games. 0 and two. They went on to finish the season 12 and four, and they went on to win Super Bowl Double X VII. Of course, that's Super Bowl 28 against the Bills, 30 to 13. So they end up winning that year on a holdout. And if I'm if I'm Ezekiel Elliott, one thing I'm reminding myself in this situation is the DeMarco Murray situation and the DeMarco Murray contract holdout with the Dallas Cowboys that we saw a couple years back. So if you remember, DeMarco Murray, they let him walk and they basically ran all of the tread off those tires and he was looking for a big deal. They let him walk. He goes to the Eagles, and he's out of the league in three years. So it's clear that the Cowboys' strategy when it comes to running backs is to try to get the best out of them and try to get their best years, and then when they're up for a contract extension, let them walk and trust me. Don't think that that's going unnoticed with Ezekiel Elliott because they didn't take care of DeMarco Murray. Who's to say they're going to take care of him? Yes, Ezekiel Elliott, they drafted him, with the fourth pick a few years ago, and that and, and, and you think that they'd be a little more tied to him, but you just don't know if they're going to prioritize it because, look, they have $19 million in cap space, and they're about to give a $25 million raise to Dak Prescott, a guy who I don't see as a Super Bowl-winning quarterback, Dak Prescott. To me, if you watch the Rams-Cowboys last year, this guy just doesn't make – elite throws he can give you a little bit on the ground but uh, I'm telling you I'm not the biggest fan but if you look at Ezekiel Elliott 304 rushes last year 1400 yards 77 receptions for 567 yards nine total touchdowns and really he led the NFL in rush yards and rushes total so he carried that Cowboys team so you're telling me you're about to give a 25 million dollar raise to the guy that I'm basically Ezekiel Elliott is basically putting that money in Dak Prescott's pockets and you're going to take care of him before me yes I understand that uh, Ezekiel Elliott has an extra year and that they technically don't have to get to him now but then also you want to give Amari Cooper a guy you just traded for midseason a raise and then Byron Jones a raise in 2020 and look this is the best this team is ever going to be. This Dallas Cowboys team is never going to have this much talent. This is the best opportunity they have to win a championship, to win a Super Bowl in 20 years because all this talent is not – you're not going to be able to pay all these guys. You're not going to be able to pay that offensive line. You're not going to be a, 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 able to keep all that talent on defense. So, hey, this is a salary cap league – Guys know they need to secure that bag, and they know other teams are going to try to pry elite talent away from the Cowboys. So I'm telling you, if you're Ezekiel Elliott, you have the leverage knowing that, hey, yes, there's talent. Yes, you have a great offensive line. But look, some running backs are special, and they can do things other teams, other running backs can't. And Ezekiel Elliott, along with being an elite rusher, uh, behind the tackles, getting through tackles, this guy is dynamic in the backfield and getting outside on the edges as a pass catcher. And I'm telling you, they go as Ezekiel Elliott goes. And really, for them not to take care of, I'm telling you, look it. I'm telling you, if you're Ezekiel Elliott, the average running back plays 2.5 seasons in the NFL. Quarterbacks, they play 4.44. Punters and kickers, 
play the most, okay? So I'm telling you, if you're, if you're Ezekiel Elliott, you got to take care of yourself. You can't say – a lot of people are out there saying, oh, uh, he's got he's to back up his, his, uh, his teammates. He's got to – oh, I got to let my teammates get paid. I got to look out for Dak, look out for Amari because their contracts are up before mine. No, they're your coworkers. They're not your friends. Get your money and go home. Like Joe Frazier said, Joe Frazier famously said, boxing is the only sport – where you get your brain shook, you get your money took, and your name in the Undertaker book. I know that's extreme, but if there's one position in the NFL that applies to, it's the running back position. Trust me. I mean, to me, look, if you look at the averages for for quarterbacks, look at the top 10 in comparison. Uh, Russell Wilson, highest paid player in the league, $35 million. Ben Roethlisberger, $34 million. Aaron Rodgers, $33.5 million. Matt Ryan, $30 million. All the way down to Garoppolo, uh, to Kirk Cousins, $28 million. Jimmy Garoppolo, $27.5. Matthew Stafford, $27 million. Derek Carr, $25 million. Drew Brees, $25 million. And then rounding out the top 10, you got Andrew Luck at $24.6 million. So if you compare that, the, the number 10 paid quarterback is making 24.6 Andrew Luck Ezekiel Elliott number 10 paid running back he's making 6.2 million so the difference there you're looking at about 18 million dollars in difference and I'm just telling you if you're Ezekiel Elliott you got to just put these blinders on say hey if you have issues with my off the field um off the field conduct then you address that and you and, and we talk about it there. But look, at the end of the day, the Dallas Cowboys don't try to – this is a team that has a long history of signing guys that have had checkered pass. So don't tell me that that is a factor when it comes to uh, his contract extension. I don't believe it now when it's advantageous for you. So if I'm Ezekiel Elliott, I have no – and then look at Melvin Gordon. Melvin, the, the running backs in general – I'm a little worked up here. I'm sorry because – I lo- my favorite position has always been the running back position in the NFL. Guys like Walter Payton, guys like Barry Sanders. Look, it's the only position where every single uh, the defense is targeting you every single position. You're getting banged and you're getting thrown to the turf and you're really doing all the dirty work. And for these guys to get shafted like they are, to me, it's just uh, it's really a travesty. I was just doing the comparison QBs and running backs. To me, they, the NFL looks at quarterbacks as real estate, as houses. You're looking at it as an investment. They treat running backs like sports cars, like cars, like a lease. Like It's a, just a depreciating asset the second you drive it off the lot and you know the wheels are going to fall off at some point and it looks like the Dallas Cowboys are going to be happy with Ezekiel Elliott just to get the most out of him in that rookie deal. See, the issue with this the running backs, it, it really all traces back to the fact that their best years when they're, uh, they're most valuable a lot of times comes when they're under their rookie contracts. And unfortunately, like we saw with the holdout Le'Veon Bell, we all thought that was going to be a groundbreaking move for running backs. Like Le'Veon Bell, he does not accept that franchise tag with the Steelers, and he sits out the entire year, and unfortunately, it just didn't happen. The Jets were happy to assign him. He didn't get the bag that he thought he was going to get. And the NFL is just looking at running backs saying, hey, the analytics tell us, 
that we can find productive backs. We can do running back by committee. And it's really just an unfortunate thing for the most dangerous position in the NFL. So now we're going to run down. So, yeah, end of the day, Ezekiel Elliott, I am not mad. You're gonna If you're going to hold out, do it with pride. Emmett Smith did the same thing in 1993. You deserve more money. You deserve a bigger contract. If you're wondering, Ezekiel Elliott on Madden, he's ranked 94. So, hey, I know that means absolutely nothing. But when you're the top-rated running back and you're ranked 94, don't tell me, don't tell me that uh, – that the Cowboys don't know how important Ezekiel Elliott is to their franchise and to the success they're going to have on the field. Because in a year with so much going for you, Dallas Cowboys, do you really want to get things kicked off with a lengthy, drama-filled contract holdout with Ezekiel Elliott? I think you pay him. You, I think you. I think you tell Dak Prescott. I mean, who's gonna? Who wants to pay Dak Prescott big top ten money? I mean, who wants to pay Dak Prescott as a top 10 quarterback? Not me. And to me, no organization should do it because he's really not an elite thrower and he's not an elite passer. And I mean, not an elite thrower and he's not elite on the ground. He's just very game. He's a game manager that can occasionally make a decent play, okay? They can make a nice throw down the field, but he's he's never, to me, going to be a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, and for him to get paid as such, to me, is absolutely ridiculous when you got guys who are elite at their position, Byron Jones, Amari Cooper, Lawrence, guys that are worthy of that kind of cheddar, and I think that you have to address it accordingly. But now I'm going to give you guys my top 10 Top 10 running backs in the NFL heading into this year. Top 10 running backs in the NFL. Here we go. Before we get this list kicked off, I just want to point out, I'm not including Kareem Hunt, although he would definitely be somewhere in the top five, possibly top three if he was eligible, but he will not be playing in the first eight games of the season. Got suspended, but last year, 1,400 yards, nine touchdowns, and only 11 games. So Kareem Hunt would definitely be somewhere in this list, but he's going to miss the first eight games of the season. So we're going to get things kicked off. At number 10, we're going with Christian McCaffrey. So Christian McCaffrey, if you remember his Stanford days, he was a Heisman favorite at one point. A lot of people were wondering, will Christian McCaffrey be able to translate in the pros? I remember there was that meme, like the Mean Girls, stop trying to make Christian McCaffrey happen. It's not going to happen. Well, it has happened. And last year, he had a monster year, too. He led the Carolina Panthers in almost every offensive category. Carries, rushing yards, rushing TDs, receptions, receiving yards, receiving TDs, offensive touches, scrimmage yards, and scrimmage TDs. So he did all that. He's a threat to take it to the house on every play. And really, in today's NFL with the spacing, that's a big boost. And he's a guy that can give you receptions out of the backfield. And he's a lot tougher than people give him credit for. People thought he wasn't going to be tough. But dude picks up blocks. He's a big deal. And this also brings me to this new segment, Viral sports video flashback of the day. Today we're rolling with the Carolina Panther fan who made the rap song heading into their Super Bowl appearance with the Broncos. Check this out. Carolina Panthers with sharp teeth and claws. We growl to win this game. We call pro football. Our offense and defense so intense. Your team will be the losers if you got 
got a liquid sense. You dig the NFL, my lyrics and my rhymes. You eat up what I'm saying, spitting fly hip-hop lines. Lightning fast, big black cats, panthers kicking ass. Yo, with a TD or a field goal, gonna get that W, dominate the foe. Carolina Panthers with sharp teeth and claws. We crowd win this game, we call pro football. When running, passing, or pitching the ball, we got blazing, mesmerizing plays, y'all. Wanna holler at your top cats who cheer and turn us on. Give me them digits, I'll call you on my phone. Lightning fast, big black cats, panthers kicking ass. Yo, with a TD or a field goal, gonna get that W, dominate the foe. We panthers keep pounding, paid lots of dough. Soon to be our victory at the Super Bowl. Let's go, let's go. Love that video. Probably the best rapper out of Carolina since Petey Pablo. But moving right along to number nine, we're going with Joe Mixon. So if you don't know Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon, he racked up 1,500 yards last year, nine touchdowns. And in 2018 was really a breakout year for Joe Mixon. A lot of people haven't really been talking about him because of how bad the Bengals were in the second half. But I'm very high on Joe Mixon. He's got that Oklahoma running back pedigree. He had his own issues off the field at Oklahoma. So he fell in the draft, and that's why he ended up in Cincinnati. But I'm telling you, this guy is really, really a very, very talented running back. He can do a lot of things, too. And then you got first-year Bengals head coach Zach Taylor. He was an understudy of Sean McVay, who knows how to scheme for running backs and get him in open space. So I like Joe Mixon at number nine. And now moving on to number eight, I'm rolling with Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, if you look at his numbers, 84.2 rushes per game last year. But really, that's not reflective of the type of back he is. In limited time, they used him sparingly, but his peak games, I mean, this guy is the tough guy to bring down. He's very durable. He can get you explosive runs by also breaking tackles. He's got that great combination of speed and size and power. I like Nick Chubb. So Nick Chubb at number eight. Then we got Dalvin Cook at number seven. So one thing I love about Dalvin Cook, if you remember him at his Florida State days, this guy was explosive, could break one tackle and get into the end zone, a big-time home run threat. But now Minnesota adds Gary Kubiak. And Gary Kubiak, this guy knows how to get the most out of running backs. Look at his track record. Gary Kubiak, Mike Anderson, Terrell Davis, Arian Foster in Houston, Ray Rice. And so Dalvin Cook is more talented than all of those guys, save for probably Terrell Davis. As far as an explosive back, he's never had a guy that can really get to the house like this with this type of explosive speed that Dalvin Cook possesses. So I like Dalvin Cook right there. And then moving on to Melvin Gordon. So Melvin Gordon is another guy that's talking about the idea of holding out. And he says he loves the San Diego Chargers, but at the end of the day, he's got to do what's best for him. And Gordon, the only thing about him, he's only played in all 16 games of the regular season once in 2017 since entering the league in 2015. So durability has also always been an issue with Melvin Gordon, the, Gordon, the former Wisconsin Badger. A lot of these big backs coming out of programs that know how to develop running backs you got the Florida States the Oklahomas and in this case the Wisconsin Badgers but last year 14 touchdowns in 12 games 
and that was playing through a hamstring and knee injury. They really limited his time on the field. So I'm telling you, if this guy stays on the field, he's as explosive as any running back on this list. Melvin Gordon is definitely special. And then moving on, we got Todd Gurley. So Todd Gurley, every, it, I, I wish I could see the x-rays. I want to get under the scope, see what's really going on with his knees. Because at the Super Bowl, the playoffs last year, there was a lot of debate whether or not he was injured because he was not getting the touches you would expect Todd Gurley to get. But really, when he does play, he's one of the most productive running backs in the league. Last year, he was second among all running backs in touches, so maybe they wore him down heading into the postseason. He had 22.5 carries per game, rushing 89.4 yards per game, and from scrimmage combined with passing 130 yards per game. So another guy that can get it done on a receiving on the receiving end. And then also he led the league in touchdowns, 21 total touchdowns. But unfortunately, it was the knee issue that really kind of sidelined him when he was in the Super Bowl in the postseason. If he's at his best and he's healthy, he's definitely an elite running back. But whether or not that knee is still an issue, that remains to be seen. But also you have to consider, too, he is with the boy genius, Sean McVay. So he does another guy that benefits from the coach. Then we go to Alvin Kamara. This will probably make friend of the show, Mike, upset. He's a big Who Dat Nation guy. He probably thinks that Alvin Kamara should be higher on this list. But this guy is, of all the guys on the li- on this list, of all the guys that are on this list, he's probably the most dynamic. And what I mean by that, last year, first of all, I love his number 41. I just dig it. You don't got to be 20 in their 20s to be a running back. He's number 41. Last year, he led the NFL with 1528 yards from scrimmage last year and he it tied him for a league high with six scrimmage TDs so this guy is a guy that is such a weapon out of the backfield and this guy I think has his best years ahead of him so maybe next year he has another year like he did this year you got Sean Payton and then also Drew Brees if he does start to decline and father of time starts to catch up to Drew Brees look for Alvin Kamara's numbers to go up even more and then also, I like to see him with Latavius Murray, who's going to be their number two running back. So you got Latavius Murray as their number two. I think he's going to benefit from that. So we got Alvin Kamara. And then, then we got my big three. These are my big three right here. Number three, I got Le'Veon Bell. I know Le'Veon Bell. You got to wonder what a year off is going to mean for Le'Veon Bell. He sat out the entire season last year holding out from the Pittsburgh Steelers but the early reports out of Jets camp have been very positive he's bought in he's all in on this Jets organization and that's what you want to see because even with issues with Pittsburgh he was still very productive and he was amongst the league leaders as far as every uh, category in running backs and last year um, uh, the year he played, the last time we saw Le'Veon Bell, this guy was probably the best running back in the NFL. He was an absolute baller, 321 carries, 1,291 rush yards, 9 TDs, but also you add those 85 receptions for 655 receiving yards, 2 receiving TDs, and then also he's got Adam Gase. So I think that Le'Veon Bell, he's going to want to prove to the league, hey, you got the Jets got a bargain with me because remember, Le'Veon Bell was saying, I don't want to be paid as a running back. He was saying, hey, I'm not a running back. I do it all, baby. And he's a really talented guy. I love his upright running. He just tips toes. He's got that feel, 
finds the cut. Very patient runner. Le'Veon Bell at number three. And then coming in at number two, I see a lot of guys. I see a lot of lists out there. A lot of people have him at number one. And definitely this guy has the potential to be a Mount Rushmore all-time running back, someone in the class of a Barry Sanders. I don't throw that out there lightly. Barry Sanders can make you miss better than anyone to ever do it. But Saquon Barkley coming in at number two is just spectacular. He had a phenomenal season last year, 2,028 scrimmage yards. Let me just repeat that, 2,028 scrimmage yards. And, oh, by the way, he won Offensive Rookie of the Year And then also ODB, all that OBJ, called him ODB. My bad, big fan of the Wu-Tang Clan. Just watched that uh, Of Mikes and Men documentary on Showtime. But OBJ is is out of there, and Saquon Barkley is going to benefit off that. You're going to have a lot less noise in that locker room. So look for Saquon Barkley to follow up last year's dominant season with an even better year this year. So I'm telling you, this guy is absolutely tremendous. No, no, we haven't seen a home run threat like this since probably Adrian Peterson in his absolute prime. But Saquon Barkley, this guy is tough to bring down. He can make you miss. He can catch passes. So I got Saquon Barkley at number two. And then that leaves number one to the guy we've talked a lot about today, Ezekiel Elliott. So Ezekiel Elliott coming in at number one. This guy has just done everything for the Dallas Cowboys in the last couple years. And what does he do? He eats, he eats, he eats, he eats. You know what he does when he gets that first down. And they just run through him. Two-time Pro Bowler. Last year, he had a career and league high 381 touches. And he's just been very productive every year in the league. So he's Fifth highest average for rushing yards per game in his first three seasons in NFL history, 101.2 yards per game. So you know you're going to get 100 yards from Zeke, and you know you're going to get productivity as a pass catcher. Last year, he caught a career-high 77 passes out of the backfield, and you know that's going to only get better. So Ezekiel Elliott, he can bang, he can get you deep, he can take the top-off defenses, and I got Ezekiel Elliott at number one. How do you guys have in your top 10? Hit me up and let me know. I'm feeling really good about this list heading in to this year, 2019. But that's going to do it for this episode of the Get More Sports Podcast. Thanks for rocking with us once again. My name is Doug McCain, still working on those guests, guys. I know, like I said last episode, it's turning into the Matt Damon, Jimmy Kimmel uh, bit where, hey, we we were gonna we ran out of time for uh, Matt Damon, but trust me, those guests are coming. We're going to keep saying until we get one, but trust me, I think Friday, I'm feeling really great about our first guest Friday. But thanks again for rocking with us. As always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Leave a review. Tell your friends about the show. Thanks again, and I'm out.